Hey friend, and welcome to the Intentional Productivity Podcast. This is for you working moms that want your day to intentionally reflect your priorities. I'm Joelle Cease, I know, it looks like Seuss, and I'm passionate about intentional priority time management. I want you to feel like your day is filled with what's most important to you. I'm so glad you're here with me, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Today I want to sit down with you guys. I'm just turning on the mic and going to get a little vulnerable. I'm going to talk with you guys about my journey into motherhood, postpartum depression, anxiety, and how motherhood is really not what I thought it was going to be like at all. Before kids, I was always around kids. I loved babysitting. I was more like a nanny to those families where I would go with them on vacations. I'm still very close to those families today. I worked at a daycare for four years in college. I taught level one swimming lessons at our local pool. I just have always loved being around kids. And I thought that I had so much experience being around a bunch of different kids that when I became a mom, I knew exactly how it was going to be. We got married, my husband and I, in May of 2015, and I found out I was pregnant in January of 2016. So very shortly after we got married, I found out I was pregnant, and I was so excited. I was so excited and so happy. Got through the first trimester after feeling morning sickness and was so pumped to have the energy to work out again. I couldn't wait to be an example for women of what a healthy pregnancy was going to be like. At 20 weeks, I went in for my exciting anatomy scan ultrasound and was told I am high risk. My cervix was short and I really needed to take it easy. My doctor didn't say anything that really scared me enough to scare me at that time but she wanted to check me again at 21 weeks and at that 21 week appointment I was just super happy and excited to see my baby again on the ultrasound and my mom came with me we went into the doctor's office after the ultrasound tech sent us up and she told me I needed to go four hours to a different hospital and have an emergency surgery that could either break my water and I could have my baby at 21 weeks or it would save his life and hold him in for more time. This put me into high risk. I went and I was, I remember just being so emotional, sobbing the entire way to the hospital. I remember being so scared. I remember the nurse asking me like, do you know what's going on right now? And I was just in full on tears and I said my baby is perfectly fine my body is completely rejecting the baby and she's like that's kind of it but not really and that incompetent cervix story is for entirely different episode that I may get to someday Um, but this one really just sets the tone for my transition into motherhood I then had the surgery. I was put on bed rest. I, for somebody like me, who's a go-getter, that was really hard to do. Being 21 weeks pregnant, thinking about making it all the way to 36 weeks when um, my cerclage was going to be taken out. Considering myself to be low activity is never how I would 
want to be or describe myself. But for the life of my child, of course, of course I was going to do that. But when you are sitting in a bed by yourself, very alone all day long, your head can go to very scary places. But I just put on a tough front. I just was like, let me get to full term. Let me get to 37 weeks. Let me get to full term and we will be good. I had our first son on September 9th and bringing him home was the the first two weeks bringing him home was the most glorious time ever. I felt so content and happy. Like I had spent so many months in fear leading up and then when we got to bring him home, I got a sense of relaxation and then silent reflux hit. For our son, he suffered with reflux, but it wasn't a lot of spitting up and it was just like he would just cry and cry and cry all day long. Eating made him uncomfortable. He always seemed to act like he was hungry and he just cried all day long. It wasn't um, colic. It was straight on silent reflux. We, so we, it took a a long time for us to bring him into the doctor and I'm going to kind of get to that. But the first two weeks of bringing him home was super relaxed, easygoing. We enjoyed our time together as a family. And then I remember at around three or four weeks postpartum, I went to go get my hair done for the first time. And it was Bryce's baby shower weekend. We had my baby shower after he was born since I was on bed rest. And I went to go get my hair done. And I remember so excited to sit down and talk with my hairstylist. Then I got a text message from my husband that said, he has been crying this whole time. I don't know what to do. When will you be home? And that was the, I had foils in my hair. There was no way I could leave right then and there in that moment. I didn't know how to tell my stylist like, hey, can we speed this up in some way? I was disappointed that my first outing to do something for myself got cut like that. But I understood because I knew what it was like to be home with my son by myself because he really did. He cried all day long. There'd be some small moments throughout the day where he'd be sleeping and he had to be elevated in one of those rockin' plays, which are discontinued now, I think, but he had to be elevated in one of those rockin' plays. I maybe got a few moments of quiet time and then it was back to screaming all day long. So I understood. But when I got that text, the thought came in my mind that this is now all on me. I am the only one who can handle this. I am the only one who can take care of this. And I am the only one who can carry this burden of a screaming baby all day long. My husband and I isolated ourselves. We no longer would have people come over, you know, and a a four week, four to six week old baby is the funnest to visit because they're so snuggly and quiet, but yet they're not as fragile as a little one week old. And we just always found reasons and excuses to politely decline people coming over because even if somebody did come over to help or to see the baby, we not only were trying to console a screaming baby, but we were also trying to entertain somebody else at our home. 
I remember a handful of just straight freak out moments where my emotions went insane and I cried uncontrol- uncontrollably. I said things to my husband about him and my son that I do not mean and did not mean, but they were just awful, ugly things. I felt robbed of motherhood. I saw other moms with their quiet little newborns and them snuggling on the couches and having these just peaceful moments where I felt like my baby was bad. And people would even ask that question. And I know it comes from a place of not knowing what it really means, but asking, is he a good baby? And I wanted to be like, if crying all day long means he's a bad baby, then yeah, I definitely got a bad apple. It was such a hard time in my life. And it seems so long. It seems so long ago because he's now three and we have gotten past so many things. But in that moment, it was really hard to bond with my baby. And as much as I still feel a little shame admitting that, it was really hard for me to bond with him right away when I would try to nurse him every time I, I would try to nurse him and he would latch. I'd want to unlatch him because it just felt really uncomfortable for me. And I just knew all of these things were not me. And so at around six weeks, we had tried everything for his silent reflux. We were going to the chiropractor three days a week. We were spending so much money on different sleeping gadgets and various things, anything and everything, probiotics. We tried it all. And I remember the weight of trying to figure it out, trying to think of my child as a puzzle or a riddle to solve became exhausting because any mom that has had a baby of any sort of reflux knows it is so exhausting because we want to try to help our baby. We want to figure it out. We want to make things better. But with silent reflux, it really is just something that Bryce needed to grow out of. And so at around six weeks, I brought him to an appointment and he was in a just he was sleeping so soundly in my husband's arms. We were talking to the physician's assistant about how he cried all day long. And then all of a sudden his face got beat red. He started screaming uncontrollably. And the physician's assistant was like, that is silent reflux. He has acid reflux. We started him on a medication and life started to get so much better, specifically for Bryce. Like he, I remember a few days after starting him on his meds, he started cooing and I had never heard him coo because he just cried all the time. And that was such a light in my life but the postpartum depression and anxiety. So six weeks, we brought him to his appointment and then I went off to my appointment and I knew I was gonna talk to my doctor about getting on meds. I had thought since, you know, I was six weeks postpartum, that's usually when you get the clearance for working out and working out, eating healthy, that's just a part of who I am. And since in those six weeks and even when I was pregnant with Bryce, like I worked out when I was 19 weeks pregnant, but after that I couldn't and so I thought that bringing working out back into my life would really help but I was willing to get on medication so the doctor that delivered Bryce is who I saw at my six-week appointment and he prescribed me postpartum depression meds 
And then we set up an appointment for a few weeks later just to check how the meds were doing. In that time frame, they weren't working. They were not the right medication for me. And I went back in, talked to my doctor that time about how I was feeling. And she is a very good listener and very kind and compassionate. And I really got to open up to her a little bit more than I did with the other doctor. And she was like, Joelle, I don't think this is depression. I think this is anxiety. And when I was telling her things like, I'm working out, I'm eating healthy. I know I'm doing the right things for that. You know, I'm reading personal development. I'm doing what I can and I'm still feeling these, this just, I don't even know how to describe anxiety other than this just frazzled firework feeling in my body at all times. My husband was home with me. We were building our dream home, which we are living in now. I have a successful business. Everything should have been such a joyous time, but I was miserable. And she was talking to me about the visions that I was having. Like when driving, I would literally have a vision of Bryce not being with me or Bryce not being buckled or when I'm walking down the stairs me just like letting go of him and him falling down my arms and tumbling down the stairs just all these really weird thoughts and she talked about anxiety it made complete sense and I got on the anxiety medication and in that time we sold our house moved in with my parents for a little bit while our home was being built things were getting better And it really was when Bryce was nine months old that it seemed like the clouds lifted, the fog was starting to release, and I was feeling like I've got my groove with motherhood. And when we got into our new home, it was just such a fun time because we got into a routine and schedule of being in our own home, being in our own space, me getting my work in without feeling like I'm bothering a bunch of other people. I could do it while Bryce was napping and not wake him up. It was a great time. And then during this time, we started even declaring like Bryce is going to be an only child. That first year of his life was so hard that I was so scared and so fearful to go through it again. There is actually my um, YouTube video where I did an incompetent cervix update and I talked about Bryce being an only child because I just didn't want to go through it all again. It was so dark. It was so lonely. I think a handful of people know what I was really going through, but until you live in that darkness, I mean, nobody really understands, right? I was so scared of going through it all again. But when Bryce was 14 months old, I found out I was pregnant with our second. And I was excited, so happy. There was just something in my heart that knew that I knew Bryce was meant to be an older brother. But I was so scared. I was so, so scared and terrified of becoming or of having another little baby. And I was like, and going through postpartum depression and anxiety while caring for Bryce, while I'm getting my groove back with my work, it just was really hard for me to wrap my head around. But my second experience postpartum and my second son newborn experience was totally and completely different 
than the first. And I've heard from so many other women that have gone through reflux, postpartum depression and anxiety that the fear of having a second is real for me. And I can confidently say to others, don't let that weight live on your shoulders forever because it can be totally and completely different. My second child experience was way different than my first. And maybe you're listening to this and you're saying my first was very easy going. My second was really hard. Everybody's motherhood journey is different. I personally just did not think it was going to be that. I thought it was going to be a very blissful, a very accomplished time in my life where I thought, you know, I I was made for this moment, but really I was struggling each and every single day. Here I am though, three years later, four years later, my oldest is three, three years later, and I've got my groove with work, with motherhood. I am super proud of the woman that I am. I am no longer looking at the person that I was prior to kids and jealous of her. I'm not kidding you. I remember when Bryce was like three months old, I was so jealous looking at my Facebook memories because I wanted to go back in time. I wanted to be that girl without kids anymore. I wanted to be that girl that was in charge of her schedule. I wanted to be that girl that could go to a hair appointment and not worry about getting a text message that said, when are you going to be home? I was jealous of the person that I used to be, but today I would never trade places with my 25-year-old self. I am so strong and empowered and confident and proud of who I am today because of what I went through. Oh, I got a little choked up saying that. This is a longer episode, and I thank you guys so much for listening to this. My advice to any mom that is struggling in motherhood right now, no matter what season you are in, is keep fighting because you will navigate through this and you will soar. You were made for this moment. And when you come out of this struggle and the fog has lifted, you will see the brightest sunshine you have ever seen because God promises us that our best days are ahead. And you can have hope in your heart that even if times are tough right now in your motherhood, you can go forward knowing that the beauty is ahead. You can enjoy the moment as much as you can right now. And I really did try when I was going through that postpartum depression and anxiety. I didn't want to go through that. I tried to live outside of that black hole, but it just kept hazing over me. It kept covering me up. It kept pushing me back down. But dang it, I fought through and I encourage any of you to keep fighting through because you you will get through this and you will shine and you will be so strong. Okay, my friend, real quick before you go, if you like today's show, please subscribe, share this with your friend and leave me a review. To leave a review, it is so simple. I didn't know how to do this either. So if you don't know how, I'm about to tell you it is super simple. All you have to do is the app that you are listening to this podcast in. Find my show, 
scroll down, you'll then see stars. And with those stars, you can leave me a review and rating. I would love you so, so much for taking the time to do this. And each week I will be sharing a review of the week because I want to shout you guys out and thank you for listening. And in all honesty, the reviews is what helps the podcast get into the hands of other working moms so they can listen in, feel less frazzled, and be intentionally productive. Okay, I'll let you get back to your day. See you next time.